I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me by phone today is artist, activist, athlete, uh, D. Marquis Hall, who's joining us to talk about his, his work as an artist and activist, and well as his connection to an incredibly historic festival here in Wilmington, and that's the August Quarterly Festival uh, that's coming up later in August. Uh, and first got its start way back in 1814. D. Marquis Hall, welcome. How are you doing, family and friends? I'm so glad that you were able to join us to talk about your work and as well as the the August quarterly, its history and and what we can look forward to later and later in August. Let's hear first about you. We were talking off air uh, before before we started taping, and uh, you just started to broach on some of your your work as an art artist. And uh, I'm intrigued to have you uh, share with our listeners a little bit about your background. I like that you introduced me as an artist and as an athlete activist. I do my best to use my platforms to speak truth to power, to just live the best possible life that I can live as an artist. And for me, the best thing that I can do is to serve all people with what it is that I do, with whatever talent, skill I have. Try to make it better and try to do the best that I can just to be an inspiration to people. It's it's not always easy, but I just do the best that I can to just keep up a good fight. Now, as an artist, you're talking a little bit about a, a project you'd worked you'd been working on. Could you speak to that? Uh, the Rodney Square bus situation. We're trying to get the buses brought back to Rodney Square. It was discriminatory how they were moved away. A lot of people now have to sit on the ground. They can't sit on benches that are at Rodney Square underneath the shelters that were built at Rodney Square way back in the day. As long as there have been buses, they've come to Rodney Square. There's people with mental health issues that didn't know where to go when they first made the change. They just knew to go to Rodney Square and look for the number six or to look for the number 28. The six, we were able to bring back. The six goes down past the VA, goes past Veterans Affairs. The 28 goes to AI Children's Hospital. We were able to get both those buses brought back by protesting, by petitioning, by speaking out at city council meetings and letting the people know that we're not going to tolerate discrimination in any form. Ageism, ableism, which is dis- discrimination against handicapped people, we're not going to tolerate this discrimination in 2018 in Wilmington, Delaware. We won't allow it. Now, it's interesting you bring that up because, I mean, uh this year, 2018, is is a historic year for the the city of Wilmington. Uh, you know, we're looking at the August quarterly coming up that dates back to 1814. I mean, just an incredibly rich history of that bringing together of the the African American community. Uh, but 2018 marks the 50th anniversary of uh, the federal troop occupation in Wilmington after the assassination of Martin Luther King. And I know a lot of events have have been taking place, a lot of uh, programming, a lot of exhibitions, uh, focusing on that 50-year reflection on sort of a a dark period in Wilmington's history. I'm wondering, does does that shape at all uh, the work that you do or... Uh, uh, the the theme of the August quarterly this year? Without history, I wouldn't be 
who it is that I am today. Past, present, and future is all connected. 1968, what happened when Dr. King was assassinated was monumental. What happened was catastrophic. We had people killing other people after Dr. King was assassinated. We had houses being set on fire. We had buildings being looted. We had a lot of what happened with Black Lives Matter and the reason why people are afraid to say Black Lives Matter now, some people, and the reason why some people don't want to identify with that movement just because there have been riots and things. There have been people that have not stood for peace, that have not stood for equality. Our history is one that's dark, just like you said, and it goes all the way back before 1968. It goes back to slavery. It goes back to the system of oppression and supremacy, which really is at the core of everything that we do. And until we recognize that we have to come together, then we won't be able to have any sort of change. We've got to come together. The first assembly of black people, mass assembly of black people, was the August Quarterly Festival in 1814. So without that assembly of black people, we wouldn't have had a March on Washington where Dr. King gave that I Have a Dream speech. We wouldn't have had that. It was a pre- And, and my, my understanding of the August Quarterly, uh, led uh, largely by Peter Spencer, who was also uh, a founder of uh, the Delaware Independent Black Church movement here in Wilmington, uh, really one of one of the the church leaders in the early 19th century. Uh, The purpose of this August Quarterly was to bring together uh, the African-American community in a way that, in many respects, was unheard of before that, to bring together both uh, freed blacks as well as slaves as an opportunity for them to share with each other and share in their culture. Is that correct? There there were slaves that came to the August Quarley Festival after the harvest. They were still in bondage. When I say slaves, I got to check myself, just like we all have to check ourselves. People are not slaves. We're not slaves. People were people that were enslaved. Yes, correct. Yes. I've got to I've got to do that myself. My my education, I've been miseducated. I've been taught the wrong things. We've got to do a good job of being conscious of what it is that we're saying, how we're saying it. And we need to recognize that just like that prisoners aren't prisoners. Felons aren't felons. These are people. These are returning citizens that need to be treated with respect and care. I um let me get back to the question though. You uh that that just that just took me completely away from what it was that I was gonna say. But yeah, black people that were enslaved were basically told that they could come to this festival when they were still enslaved. It's basically like a get out of jail free card, like with Monopoly. I read a book called Jubilee where a lady named Margaret Walker wrote about her her great great grandmother and her life as a slave in Georgia and how they would get letters, they would get notes from the master to be able to go get something from the market. This was something like that, but a whole lot bigger. And Peter Spencer founded a whole lot of churches, which I had numbers to tell you, this church here, that church there, but there were churches up and down the East Coast from Canada all the way down to Mississippi. And the August Quarterly Festival brought all those churches together after harvest in August. 
and it's something really special still today. People still come from far and wide. My grandma is not from Delaware, but when she was a kid, she came to the August Quarterly Festival from PA. Now, are you a native Wilmingtonian? I was born in Chester, PA. Okay. But you've been, love- a, you've been in this area your whole life? I've been back and forth for about 10 years, a little bit more than that. But, you know, there's people from Delaware that don't claim Delaware that want to say, oh, I was born here, I was from here. But they're really, they've been here their whole life. I've been here my whole life, my formative years, 10 years, you know. I'm I'm not that old to be able to say that. You know, I, I just turned 31. And the years that have been the most important have been these last 10. I've been in Delaware back and forth, so. I went to school at ITT Tech in King of Prussia in PA, so I left for a little bit, but I came back. Now, what what can you tell us about your background as an artist? You were talking off-air, I think it was about a children's project you were working on? I make coloring books. They're history coloring books. That's why I know a little bit about history. I call myself an historian because his story isn't always our story. A lot of the education that we receive in schools doesn't always reflect us in the most positive way as black people. It doesn't always tell the complete story. We don't always get the complete history. So I like the term our story. So I'll call myself an our historian. And with my coloring books, I made the Black Lives Matter coloring book, the Black is Beautiful coloring book, which is for all ages. I made the We're All Remarkable coloring books, which I call the human books, different people of all different nationalities. And they're all great service people that helped out other people. I give all these books away for free. I made the Black Patriots coloring book, which is about great African-American war heroes. And most recently, I made a book called The Women of Consequence, which includes great African-American abolitionist females, women during the 1800s that were part of the, the color conferences. Abolitionist women like Frances Harper, Mary Ann Shad Carey, the uh, publisher from Delaware, from Wilmington, um, Francis Harper, Charlotte Fortin, Grim Key, and three different Harriets. Harriet Tubman, Harriet Wilson, and Harriet Jacobs are all in the Woman of Consequence coloring book. It's all about equality. And and I believe you have a website, is that correct, where people can get more information about you and your work? Yeah, my, my, my website is interesting. You gotta you gotta you gotta pay attention. It's bmarkeyhall dot win. So if you don't know how to spell D Marquee Hall, it's D dot M A R Q U E H A L L. The website, there's no dot after D. It's just D Marquee Hall. Uh D M A R Q U E H A L L dot win. So win like knock that kid out, win. Beat beat him up. W I N. Some a boxer too. Well, I, I want to uh, look more into your work as an artist and also get uh, uh, get more into the details of the upcoming August quarterly. But first, let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is artist, activist, and athlete D. Marquis Hall. We're talking about his work in social activism, art, and the August quarterly. Um, what I'm curious as to uh, what what brought you to uh, bring together your interest in the arts and and history uh, to to come up with these coloring books, which really address uh, 
underrepresented historical themes and social issues? God, like, simple answer, three letters, G-O-D, God. I wouldn't have been able to put together the books, to put together the ideas, the thoughts, the cares. I wouldn't have been able to put it all together if it weren't for God. I didn't think about putting together a book before it was a book. I was drawing a picture. I didn't really think about even putting together a picture before I felt the pain that I felt that caused me to figure out something else to do besides what it is that a lot of people do with pain. A lot of people hurt people when they have pain that I had. I had a lot of pain growing up. And, you know, even the images that you see on TV, the videos that you see of people being killed and people running away and getting shot in the back, you don't know what to do with that pain all the time. And I've decided, or I decided, God decided for me to put that pain into uh, into a picture, you know. I, I drew a picture. I called it Black Lives Matter. And the picture included so many different people all holding on to whatever it is that makes them remarkable. And there was so many different stories that I had to tell about all these different people that I decided to turn it into a coloring book because it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting that, you know, th- that segues so uh, neatly into sort of the theme of the August quarterly and, and in some of the reading that I was doing on that, that, you know, Peter Spencer was was profoundly committed to uh, this notion of, of freedom to come together, to, to worship, to assemble, to share, uh, as well as freedom to express one's one's religious religious faith. So, I mean, uh, clearly, the August Quarterly is founded in that fir- those First Amendment rights of assembly and freedom of religion. Uh, but in looking at the events coming up in the August Quarterly, from a wreath laying at Peter Spencer's graveside on August nineteenth, all the way through to the big uh, uh, Sunday morning service on August twenty sixth, and then the, uh, at I, I believe that's at the Chase Center, and then the big Quarterly celebration. Uh, at the uh, Garrett Tubman Park uh, on the riverfront in Wilmington. Uh, this is an opportunity to, to continue that tradition of Peter Spencer's of, of religious worship as, as well as public celebration. Is, is, is that a fair way to describe what that week is about? We have to continue to march for justice, for equality, for the freedoms that this First Amendment guarantees all people the freedom of speech, of religion, of petition. We have this freedom of assembly. And today we're actually going to gather at Rodney Square and we're going to march from Rodney Square at 1.30 to the governor's office at the state building on French Street, not far from where Peter Spencer's memorial is, his grave is. They, uh, you know, his, his grave was actually dug up back during urban re- re- renewal. Some people say urban removal because the population of people that lived in that area, the churches that were in that area, were all torn down. And the city building and the, the state building were put up. And it was unfair to a population of people that has to deal with a whole lot of unfairness. And I myself... I'm a part of that population of people, and I know that I need to do everything that I can do 
to fight back against all injustices and all exclusions and all just freedoms not being not being mine. We have to do what we we can to to show that we're not going to stand for just just this. It's hard, you know. It, it, it's hard. Like with me, I'm better at the art. I'm better to just talk with either my fist or to talk with my 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 pen and my paper or a picture or a, a whole book than I am at just you know commenting and giving quick answers, correct answers about things. But we're going to be here at 1:30 and we're going to march to the governor's office with 3,000 signatures that we petitioned. We put 1,500 signatures in front of him back in December before the decision was made, and he pushed them away. So we're going to take 3,000 of them down there today so that they can move these buses back to Rodney Square. And, and for our listeners, you, you mentioned uh, talking with your fists. Uh, something we haven't mentioned is your background as a boxer. Is that correct? Yeah, I fight. I'm not fighting John Carney. Not today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, uh, back to the August quarterly, and you know, you, you mentioned what has happened to the landscape you know, on French Street between Eighth uh, and Ninth Street, uh, and how the city county building, the state building, uh, the federal building uh, have taken over those blocks. But what was uh, relegated uh, or what was dedicated to Peter Spencer is a uh, a, mo- a memorial grave side there, which I suspect most people. Uh, Many many people aren't familiar with even those who who pass through that area conducting city and state and federal business. Uh, there there is a square there with a, a statue, uh, and I believe that's where the wreath laying will take place on August nineteenth. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I I love statues. Statues are living stones. They are history. They are needed to remember the history that we've lived and been through. We need to celebrate our history. I fought to get the Congressional Medal of Honor statue, which is dedicated to African-American Congressional Medal of Honor recipients, completely rehabilitated, and we were able to rehabilitate that statue on Memorial Day or before Memorial Day. It's at Brandywine Park. This statue that is dedicated to Peter Spencer, right in front of the Lewis Redding statue that's in front of the State Building, and the Holocaust statue, which is also in front of the city county building not the state building we've got some great statues <laughs> I mm-hmm. pay attention. but the one that is uh dedicated to peter spencer it's a man it's not actually him but he's holding on to a child we need to raise the children up right i hear a lot of people a lot of people say uh frederick Douglass's quote they say it's easier to raise up strong children than it is to repair broken men and that's the truth we have to give the kids alternatives that's another word that we don't always want to use our children are not kids, they're not animals. We have to give the little people the best possible alternatives. We have to give them things to do to stop them from doing some of the other things that they might do. We have to teach them that the things that they think are forever are not. The materials that they want to have, they don't need. We have to give them morals that were lost a long time ago. And I feel like that's the greatest thing that the church does. The church we have the Freedom School at our church where they're teaching the young people what it is that they need to know. They're keeping them in line with reading throughout the summer so that they know what is happening 
And when they when they're going back, when they're about to go back to school, they get a stipend. They get paid to go to school during the summer, basically. And all of Peter Spencer's original churches, they were all they all had schools. They weren't complete without a school. Schools and banks. That money's important too. Yes, I uh, you know Peter Spencer was was uh, firmly dedicated to. Uh, both the power of of faith and the the power of education, and, and as you mentioned, uh, you know his connection with schools to to churches is pro- was uh, quite prevalent. And and this August quarterly week really of of events uh, is an opportunity to to share in that history. Uh, I mentioned uh, we mentioned earlier the wreath laying on August nineteenth, but then I understand there are revival services throughout the week at various churches in Wilmington from August twentieth through the twenty third, and then on Saturday the twenty fifth there's a youth day and gospel explosion taking place, uh, and then the big day the Sunday service on August twenty sixth at the Chase Center followed by the big quarterly celebration. Uh, at Garrett Tubman Park, and uh, I believe all of this information is available on the August Quarterly website, which is augustquarterly.org. So, uh, Dean Marquis Hall, I assume you will be attending uh, many of these events throughout the week? I'm going to be at all the events with coloring books, giving them away. So if you want to see me, if you want to meet me, come to an event, and I'll find you. Well, I have to say we're we're starting to run out out of time here, but uh, I must say that your your uh, passion is evident and your your message is powerful. And I think this uh, this whole week of events with the August quarterly is a great opportunity to uh, share in that message and and demonstrate uh, our own conviction to what it is that you had to say today as as well as what the August quarterly, represents. D. Marquis Hall, thank you so much for joining us today.